0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Uh, turn to Mark chapter 11. Uh, we're praying for Anchorage. Anchorage needs an awakening. Anchorage, Anchorage needs a move of God. And uh, you need to pray for the mayor of Anchorage. They've shut down, shut down everything. Thank God for what's taking place uh, here. And again, social distancing is in the parking lot. And um, you can listen to 1610 a.m. I'm not breaking a joke at all. If you need the social distance, of course, there's online, the online broadcast. If you want to wear a mask, we won't mock you or look down our nose at you. I'm not going to wear one. There's all kinds of uh, studies about that. And um, anyway, you, you be sure to live by your own convictions, and uh, we will do the same here. And we're just grateful that we have a governor and we have a mayor that's uh, allowing us to, you know, allowing i use that term loosely because they're not the head of the church so um, you know i'm i'm grateful we don't have to fight that fight right now but if it comes down to it i didn't come for the ring i didn't come for the robe i came for the fight and <laughs> we will see the kingdom of god forcefully advances anybody else with me amen i'm not i'm not uh, i'm not going to close like that again not that we ever closed but you pray for you pray for anchorage and um, we're planning to do something crazy. We'll see what the Lord will have us do. We're working on that. And as, it, as it's birthed, at the leading of the Holy Spirit, we'll let you know about it. Mark 11, a peaceful protest. I, I, guess, I guess the deal is you can't, you can't have church. Is that right? You can't eat at a restaurant right now. You, you, you know, you, but, but peaceful protesting can take place. So honestly, that's what the church is. We're constantly peacefully, pro- not so peaceful sometimes, spiritual violence. We're, we're protesting against the powers of darkness and declaring the kingdom of heaven. Can you say amen? Can you say a better amen? amen. All right, Mark 11 and uh, verse uh, 22 will begin at, and it's called Warfare Prayer, I've entitled it. And uh, I've preached along these lines before, but am carrying... Loaded for bear the word of the Lord for us tonight, so I'm so glad you're here. Mark 11:22. 22, we do have notes for you, and I'm feeling like echoey and weird, so help me out. Otherwise, we'll just go back into worship, and I, I don't know, I think maybe it's my monitor or something. Okay, thanks so much. You all do a great job. Mark 11 and 22, here we go. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Go to verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them, and you will have them. Father, thank you. Amen. You may be seated. was in morning prayer this morning, and I, I want you to find a verse of Scripture uh, in, in the book of James. Go to James, and we'll, we'll look at that in a moment. It was in morning prayer this morning, and uh, just had a, a real sense of God's presence and power to declare the authority of the kingdom of God and to move in a dimension of spiritual warfare. Now, they say, don't you do that every morning? Maybe in some aspect, but you don't want to be in a warfare prayer mode every time you come into his presence. How many of you know that? But at the same time, you can't throw out spiritual warfare. And there are many who would say that spiritual warfare is passe. There are many that says that spiritual warfare is a thing of the 80s. How many of you remember the 80s? I remember the 70s when they would hand you a brown paper bag just in case you had to get rid of your demon, throw up in the bag. Anybody remember that? All right, you all like 50 plus. Hallelujah. Spiritual warfare. And um, our church is unique in many different ways. One of, the, one of the things that makes us unique, although I don't think we should be unique in this, but it appears to be that we are, that we're a church that prays. It is the main thing that we do. What do you mean the main thing? Is it the, isn't services the main thing? No, no. God, God's pouring out His Spirit at our services. So the main thing, the most important thing that we do, not that you could cancel services or cancel our life groups or cancel our, our dream teams or worship team. You can't do that. But But the backbone of it all is a prayer movement. And we will one day be a church that never closes, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We will be open. How many of you know what's happening right now before the throne? Worship and prayer, incense and the and the harp, if you can, if you will. And so we will one day be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I I have cut my teeth on prayer. My mama, who's in the second row, made me in second row made me go. She made me go to prayer. And since I was in my 20s and she was paying the bills and I was living at home, which is cool now, but it wasn't cool back then, I had to comply. I remember so many times being in that prayer meeting and the Lord speaking to me and speaking to my mother. I remember a word that, that the Lord gave you. said, every miracle that you need will come out of the prayer prayer time, prayer room. And we were faithful to go most of our lives. There were seasons where I tried to just, you know, didn't feel like getting up at five in the morning. How many of you know why Jesus was asleep in the boat? Because he got up for morning prayer. That's why he was asleep in the boat. Because, <laughs> and so, so we've gone to morning prayer and the times where I, where I didn't, I didn't go and tried to delegate it. And uh, you know, you can't delegate your prayer time. Now, you say, well, I have a prayer time. Well, do you have a corporate prayer time? Let me ask you that. Because a corporate prayer time and an individual prayer time are two totally different things. We all know that we can't delegate our personal prayer time. But most people don't even know that there's a corporate prayer time that, that you should have as an ongoing diet in your, in your life if you're going to actually do something. There, there is no church in America or anywhere else in the world, for that matter, that will advance and take a territory, you hearing me? Are you listening? That doesn't have a prayer meeting. You don't have a prayer meeting. You watch what happens to pastors. They end up with the secretaries. You don't have a prayer meeting. You watch what happens to the, the, there's strife. There's church splits. There's all kinds of stuff. Why? Because the the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's got no tricks, no new tricks under the sun. He's a deceiver. He's been doing it for millennium and he knows how to deceive you. He would know how to deceive me, but it won't for the grace of God and the covering of the blood of Jesus and accountability and living holy. And come on, prayer is important. And I sense profoundly, uh, are you all there, James 5? I sense profoundly that we are in a time where we need to, uh, in a a very significant way, double up in prayer. James 5. And so a number of years ago, talking with uh, Jim LaFoon, who is this amazing prophet, he said, you know what's not happening in churches across America is they're not teaching the basics, fasting, spiritual warfare, not teaching about giving, not teaching about the things that actually make up the components of a church that advances and takes a territory. I want you to know this. We will take this state. I said, we will take this state for the glory of God. You say, how's that? Well, when I say we, I do mean the body of Christ, and we will certainly do our part but it will not happen without prayer. And I believe that we're headed for the greatest revival that there has ever been in the United States of America. I believe that God has summoned us, called to us, and though we've been like bones laid across a desert, dry, arid ground, dry bones of Ezekiel, the the Lord is pouring fresh water out and causing the bones to come together, causing joints and ligaments to come together, and, and prophesying to the breath, and an exceedingly vast army will rise. I'm telling you, it's time to take your place in the kingdom of God, and it's time to take your place in warfare prayer. So this might be a refresher for some of you. Others of you might like, oh, snap, I never heard that before. 1991, God gave my pastor, Dr. James Morocco, a way to pray called Spiritual Warfare Prayer. and He was uh, a part of a network called the Spiritual Warfare Prayer Network with Cindy Jacobs and other ones, and it really exploded during that time, and it sort of faded away, but it needs to be taught, and so I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you along those lines. In, in James chapter 5, I want you to look at this. Now, this is a, the danger of riches and and the patience and prayer. And I want you to look at uh, verse four. So it's this rebuke that comes. Your riches are corrupted, verse two. Your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold or your silver are corroded. There's a rebuke here. You've heaped treasure. You've heaped treasure in the last days, verse four. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you have kept back in fraud, cry out. And listen to this. The cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. But I heard the Lord tell me to go to James 5, and I heard this differently. Leave the scripture up, please. In context, this is talking about justice and about giving people what is their due and about honoring them and paying their wages for who worked hard for you. But they were saying they have oppressed, the rich have oppressed those laborers. And and literally their wages that they should have been paid cries out. It's like the blood crying out from the ground. It's a picture of justice. And then it goes on to say, uh, it cries out, the, the cries of the reapers. Can you put the NIV up for me? I love the New King James because it says Lord Sabaoth. Thank you, very, very good. The wages... You failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. That's what the Lord told me this morning. I'm in morning prayer and he says, your cries have reached my ears. And I got very excited. And I realized, man, I've been crying out for my family. I've been crying out for the state. I've been crying out for the lost, the hurting, the broken, the weary. I've been crying out for the poor, the lame, the halt, the withered. I've been crying out. And then, I, then the next thought, I thought, man, maybe we haven't cried out enough. Because this is a picture. These, these, are, these are harvesters, workers that have been ripped off, and they're crying out, God, give us justice. And I'm telling you, people are crying out for justice, but they don't understand what real justice is. And this, the ears of the Lord Almighty, NIV does a poor job. New King James, King James does a much better job. Lord Sabaoth, do you know what that means? That's, that's the, the Lord of hosts. That's the Lord mighty to battle. That's the, that's the, the, the Lord of the armies. How many of you know, if you read the Bible, every time God's people cried out for God to come and intervene and they would repent and turn from their wicked ways, if his people who would, 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14, if my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, that he will hear from heaven, he will forgive our sin, and he will heal our land. It is true today. And there's a cry coming from the hearts of men and women and even children that God would move in the earth, that God would give us a harvest. Let's look at this text. Something that's repeated here. Y'all, they're back to Mark 11. Have faith in God. It's actually, if you look at the Greek, it's have faith of God that's a gift of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever, whoever what? Whoever says to this mountain. I've climbed a lot of mountains before, but they've never spoken English to me. A mountain is an inanimate object. I don't know if you've talked to your soap dish lately, but that would be really weird But it it is not strange to talk to inanimate objects that need to move, that are in the way of the harvest, that are in the way of breakthrough, that are in the way of what God wants to do in your life. Speak to the mountain, to the mountain, speak to the mountain. Oh, you'll get it. Speak to the mountain, to the mountain, speak to the mountain. Try it again. You ready? Set, shake your head a little bit. Some of you are rhythmically challenged. We should have an altar call for that. You ready? Set. Speak to the mountain. Try it again. Let's do it this way. Speak to the mountain. To the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Now, we do have notes. Do you have notes? So those get passed down to you? Okay. So, uh, inanimate objects can't hear. No kidding. That's right. I didn't know that. No, that, that's true that inanimate objects can't hear. But the whole point is the power of the word of the Lord moves inanimate objects, moves obstacles, that there's power in his word. There's power in the word of the Lord. I mean, you look and see that he spoke and brought things into existence. God spoke the worlds into existence. And I believe you see that throughout the New Testament. I mean, think about, think about Jesus and what he would do when he would come to sickness and disease. What would he do? He'd speak to it. He'd speak to disease. He spoke to Satan and his demons. He, he spoke to the storm. He sp- in John 11, Lazarus. Now, the, I, heard, I heard a commentator say this. He had to say specifically Lazarus' name because otherwise all the dead would have got up. Everybody say, Lazarus, come forth. In Mark chapter 5, go there. Well, I'm just not like that, Pastor. I'm I'm very shy in my demeanor. I'm conservative. I, I don't want to lift my voice and say anything to anybody. Well, then um, you're going to have a very limited result in your prayer life. You missed a great place to say amen. Come on. Say, oh, me or oh, my. I don't know which one it is, but... You have to learn to speak. Get over whatever shyness or shame you're carrying. Get delivered from that thing. Understand who you are in Christ and begin to lift your voice and speak to the mountain, to the mountains. Move. Mark 5 and verse 41. He took the child by the hand. Now she's dead. Oh, I, I think I'm a back up just a little bit. Go to verse 35. While he was still speaking, a man came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why do you trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word, that was spoken. He said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. I want you to say that. Don't be afraid, only believe. You know, fear will shut your mouth. Fear will stuff you in a pigeonhole and get you to be quiet. You won't be speaking to mountains. You won't be speaking to your Lazarus. You won't be speaking to healing. You, you, you get all afraid. Fear will shut you down. Fear will cause molehills to be mountains. Fear will cause your, 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 all your negatives to come to reality. only believe, Verse 37, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, faith, hope, and love, the brother of James. Verse 38, then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he saw a tumult, that means a whole group of people, and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. The child is not what? Dead but sleeping. Now how many of you think they probably understood how to ascertain whether somebody was still breathing? How many of you think they could probably figure out pulse. No, no, no breathing. No pulse. I mean, they, they, they're not stupid. OK? So the child is dead, but the Lord was going to raise her up. And he says, don't be afraid. She's not dead. She's sleeping. Verse 40, they ridiculed him. That's some guts right there. That's a spirit of stupid right there. They ridiculed Jesus. I mean, if in the Old Testament you end up with Emron's, you... Over a, with the god box, you ridicule Jesus. What you gonna end up with? I don't know. Your entrails probably fall out or something. I don't. I don't know. But, but when he had put them, when he had put them all outside, see, some of you have ridiculers all up on the inside. Can I just preach for a second? Some of you have people so close to you, but they're ridiculing you. They mock you. They think it's insane that you tithe. Some of you have tax people that do your taxes that make fun of you by how much you give. I'm gonna tell you something. If my tax person doesn't make fun of me, I've got a Christian tax person and they rejoices at how, how God will flow through me in that way. Some of you have somebody like, seriously, if you would give less money to the church, you really would be able to do different things. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would divorce yourself from that. I'm just saying if it was me, I don't. I don't have people close to me. They're gonna make fun of me, ridicule me. Oh, you're one of those tongue talkers. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny though. What's funny is, is a radical Christianity. It's funny when people need a miracle, they go for the radical Christianity. When, when, come on, the ruler of the synagogue, he needed a miracle. His, his old dead pharisaical religion wasn't working anymore, and the Messiah was there, but nobody believed it. He lost his job at the synagogue. But when, somebody's, when something's gone wrong at home and your little girl needs a miracle, you don't give a flip with it. You. you got a job on Monday morning. You're going to find Jesus and pray that he heals your daughter. And look what he, look what he does. He took the child by the hand, verse 41, and said to her, He what? He said to her, He spoke to her and said, Little girl, arise. Do you find that's interesting? I do. Miracles are released when you speak to mountains in Jesus' name. And there's more to it, but understand that is a component that you cannot get away from. You have to open up your mouth and speak it, declare it. It's a voice activated kingdom, but so many people are hanging their head in shame. I love what Dr. Morocco's father, Dan Morocco, he's in heaven now. And uh, he was a great Assembly of God missionary and broke open India uh, in Calcutta the same time Mother Teresa was there. He planted the first church there for the Assemblies of God. They wouldn't let him do it at first because they said, no, we don't do that. You just feed the hungry. But people were crying out to have a church. So he petitioned. They said no, because they needed uh, revelation about that. He came back on furlough, pleaded with them, please let us open a church. And they allowed him to open. He opened the storefront, and a thing exploded. And there's a church there today that is one of the most powerful churches in Calcutta. Calcutta, you have to step over dead bodies there. All, there's people starving to death, but they let cows walk in the street. It's just wicked and evil. And his this man, Dan Morocco, would lift his voice. He had an operatic voice, big man, big Italian guy. And he would pray full voice. I mean full voice, The like I'm preaching right now, this is full voice. He would pray, oh God, and he would pray. And and, and his kids, he, his kids were like, dad, shut up. Oh, they would never say shut up because you'd go to heaven early or something, but Dad, shh. And as Dr. Morocco, Dan, as Dan Morocco got older and he continued, he's the one that started our early morning prayer meetings. Now 300 churches around the world. He's the one that started it. And, and Dr. James Morocco, his son, as he matured, went to high school and you know, then college, he said to his father, you know, Dad, God's not deaf. Because there was this, there's this movement that you should just it's it's out there today. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Now I lay me down asleep. I pray, dear Lord, my soul to keep. And if I die before I awake, I pray, dear Lord. Amen. Am I mocking? Oh yeah, I'm mocking. And I'm I'm all for sensitive, tender-hearted, meditative prayer, but there is a time where you need to punch the, the, the mountain in the throat. There is a time where you need to rise up and cold cock that thing. Do you, do you understand what that means? You just you need to take your fivefold and crack it one. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you don't understand that. Some of you are like, well, the Lord knows He's just going to come and rebuke it. He already did through His death and resurrection. Now it's up to you to enforce the kingdom. I said it's up to you to enforce it. What you allow will be allowed, and what you will not allow will not be allowed. That's that's one way to look at that Matthew 16. Jesus spoke, and the girl got up. He spoke, and things happened. He spoke, deaf ears opened. When he spoke, the blind see. When he spoke, the lame walk. Over and over and over again. You can't create a theology in your life with the Lord that's outside of the confines of Scripture. You've got to understand, if you're going to have a breakthrough... You're going to have to speak it out. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to do some war at times. Yes. We speak on the basis of our faith. Back in your notes, the same working of the Spirit of God that operates through Jesus. Please hear me. The same working of the Holy Spirit through Jesus will operate through you. Now, He had the Spirit without limit. You don't. You have the Spirit with limit. One day we'll be fully known, walking around in glorified bodies. By the way, mine's just... It's like ripped. <laughs> Either that or we're like really huge. I don't know, maybe being voluptuous or something's in and having just float around, just really giant, get to eat everything we want. Oh, hallelujah. Glorified body. I'm not sure what that looks like. We speak on the basis of our faith in God. And He gives us the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit. Think about how you're saved. You believe in your heart, and you confess with your, with your what, unto salvation. Whereas ambassadors, you know, do you know what an ambassador is, right? Okay, ambassadors don't just smile. I mean, maybe some of them do, but a real ambassador does the work of an ambassador. We're to be his ambassadors. We're to be his ministers of reconciliation. We're to be peacemakers. We're to be burning, shining lamps. If you operate, if you're going to operate in a dynamic of confrontive spiritual warfare, you need to be above reproach. Don't try to enter into authoritative Spiritual warfare and declaration, and have your life half baked because that'd be a great way to have something chewing on your backside shortly thereafter. Not sure what a backside is, but Pastor Vince was telling me about that recently. In Daniel chapter 10, is one of my favorite passages about spiritual warfare and warfare prayer. Daniel 10, and you can go and look at that, but I'll just talk generally about it. Daniel 10, he's, uh, he's seeking the Lord for revelation and in Daniel 10. And so he sets his self to get understanding. So he fasts for three full weeks. And when the angel comes, the angel says, Daniel, your words were heard See, how can I, if a harvester doesn't cry out, now I understand blood cries out. How many of you know blood speaks, the blood of the martyr speaks? Okay, how many of you know the blood of all the murdered babies speaks? The worship of Molech taking place right in America and in other places too. The harvesters cry out, James 5. They cry out. I think you can cry out without a voice if like you don't have one or maybe your voice is, maybe you lost your voice. God sees our hearts cry. There's no doubt about that. But there's something about lifting your voice before the Lord in fervent warfare prayer that changes things. It changes things. But again, if you if you don't have it right, if you're not above reproach, you're gonna be in trouble. And Daniel, he prayed, he set his mind, he set his heart to pray, he fasted and he prayed. And we believe in fasting, we believe in prayer. And I fast a couple times a week. And there's times when we have 21 day fasts. And we've done, by the grace of God, some longer ones and live to tell about it and not eat cat food, hallelujah. i got a whole story about that. You know you're hungry when you pop, a, pop the lid of frisky, frisky treats and you just wanna eat that thing. And then you lose yourself. How do you realize? Cat food. Fasting will bring your heart before the burning bush of God's presence. Fasting will fold down your humanity and cause your spirit man to come alive. I mean, it's good for you physiologically, you know, while well, you need to check with your doctor, if you're seeing a doctor, we're not you dying, going early. But we believe in fasting and prayer. Daniel fasted and prayed 21 days. The angel comes and says, your words were heard from the very first day. The first day you set your heart which is interesting to me because maybe he didn't set his heart, and he was like, Lord, well, uh, and then when he set his heart, then his words were heard. You know, you pray half-heartedly. I'm just telling you, you pray half-heartedly. You think you're going to get a result. That that's A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James also talks about that. Some of you ask amiss, and, and, and some of you don't ask at all. You don't have because you do not ask, and when you ask, you ask amiss. Some people don't have because they don't ask. I mean, think about that. Think about that. I mean, Even a baby knows how to cry out for, for milk from her mom. That cry, the cry, the cry of the harvester. My goodness. And so Daniel, Daniel had a breakthrough, and the angel tells him, I was coming, but I got hindered by the prince of Persia, which is a principality. It's not, it's not some regular normal prince. It's a demonic entity over Persia. So let me just tell you, if a demonic entity over Persia could hinder, could hinder revelation coming to Daniel and, okay, New Testament, then if, a de- then if, the, if the devil could stop the apostle Paul, I long to come to you, but Satan hindered me. So if Satan could hinder, hinder the revelation coming to Daniel and then in the New Testament, Satan hindered Paul. How many of you think that the devil would love to hinder your life? How many of you think the enemy would love to shut you up and hold you back and get you to just ride off into the sunset uncompleted, without fulfilling destiny and purpose? How many of you think the enemy would want you to shut up? Well, of course he would. The enemy so attempts to control areas to hinder us. And the thing that I've been amazed at, honestly, is that there's times when I've been hindered, but I didn't know it was actually something on the inside of me. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I did not understand that it was a broken place in me causing unbelief or fear in me or or some unresolved bitterness in me or some unforgiveness that I had that was holding me back or a lack of understanding of who I am in Christ. If you don't know who you are, you will never be God's ambassador. Do you think an ambassador actually has to... uh, Are you sure I'm an ambassador? I just want to check. Am I... Well here's your credentials. Are you sure? I don't know if I'm an ambassador. If I'm not an ambassador, I don't really want to go to that other nation and be an ambassador. He to me, well, listen writing. I mean, they, like they appointed you, I mean're you an Do you think an ambassador does that? But the body of Christ does it all the time. Well, I don't know if I'm worthy. You're not worthy, that's why Jesus died on a cross. For God's sake. The enemy comes and he tells me, I'm not worthy and I'm no good. Well then just repent? Receive His righteousness and walk in fire power. Come on! I love the story. I love the story of uh, uh, um, what's her name, Cindy Jacobs. Cindy Jacobs. Cindy Jacobs' uh, daughter, and this is in books and stuff, so I'm not ratting them out. But Cindy Jacobs' daughter was in a relationship that was, well, it wasn't righteous, and so they were praying for her, and she she came to repentance. And the devil started getting, manifesting in her boyfriend. And the boyfriend says in another voice, I know your sin, you this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Starts record, telling all her sins. She's like, you're right, you're right. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Lord, forgive me. I receive your blood right now, wash me, cleanse me. Thank you, I'm a new creation in the name of Jesus. Get out! Yeah. Cast the devil right out of that knucklehead. Come on, some of you still mourning. Some of you like, oh, I'll taste a worm that I should eat in the backyard because I've got no good and I'm worthy. <laughs> Hang your lips so low you could suck marbles out of a gopher hole. You've got no joy, no peace, no power, no fire. Because you don't know who you are. You're an ambassador. All right. Let me give you some understandings here. Pray over, uh, pray over our area and its problems. In spiritual warfare, One of the, we have an epidemic of, of um, opioids, an epidemic of meth. We have an epidemic. If you've come here and you're struggling with drugs, you have absolutely come to the right church. We're so glad you're here, and we would love to break that devil off of you tonight. You don't have to be subject to that bondage anymore. You don't have to be addicted anymore. You don't have to be afflicted anymore. You don't have to be depressed. You can leave this place with joy. You can leave this place in hope. You don't have to be hopeless. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be towed up. From the flow up, you can be loose, you can be free, you can be healed, you can be whole, you can have a healthy marriage, you can have healthy kids, you can be free in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. And so we pray, we we take authority over that, those ruling spirits in this area. You know, one of the things that we talked about yesterday in in a meeting with Dr. Morocco uh, it, was, it was our worldwide team that I have a, a seat at the table there. I'm not quite sure how that happened. I just kept showing up, and it's a miracle to me. And in conversating and talking, he was saying it's amazing how some of the major idols in America have fallen, like sports. Now, I know you're not happy about football and different things and baseball and things not working out, but I'm going to tell you, there's a whole bunch of people that bow down to the Monday night. There's a whole bunch of people that bow down to, to sports. It is an idol. Some of you like. Just took off your Dolphins hat right now. <laughs> finances. It's another idol. Mammon. I talked a little bit about it in my program. I have a midday program, 1230 talked a little bit about mammon. I'll talk about that tomorrow, if the Lord will allow me to do that. There's idols that are falling. America's always trying to prop up the finances, always trying to prop up the market. America has a spiritual problem, first and foremost. You heal the spiritual problem, then things come in order. So you pray over, you pray over these areas. You pray over what, what areas uh, do you see in our community? What areas do you see in our nation? That are, that are strongholds or, or giants, can I say it that way? And you pray over them. I take authority over opioids in Jesus' name. You give it a name. You don't have to give it a name. I remember someone, it was, I don't know, years ago, someone said, well, the way you cast out devils is you've got to get their name. And you ask their name, and then, listen, devils lie. So they might not tell you the right name anyway. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know its name. Don't ever talk to devils. I think it's a bad idea to talk to devils. Simply don't talk to them. Somebody said, well, he's got a devil. Well, take authority and kick it in the teeth in Jesus' name. You've got the blood. you got the word. Come on, take authority. Sex is a big problem. Sex is an idol. Everything's sold with sex. Sex, 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 everywhere, everywhere. Pornography. Oh, did I just step in something? Pornography. Some of you are so addicted to the screen. Did you know that there's a whole, there's a, there's a, um, a condition? Listen closely. Pictophilia, pixels. An addiction to Pixels. This is real. Listen, to, this is crazy for some of us and un- more mature folks. But this is a real thing that's happening in, in Gen X, Gen Zers, as they get married. They literally can't have intimacy together unless there's a screen. Now, if you think uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you the cold stone truth, they have stared at screens to come on, children's churches. We have some children here, so we better just go over here somewhere, right, children's church is upstairs so let me let me shoot high they they look at screens to move them and so then when they get together that's all that that, that, that now they get married and they've both done that for years and so now in order for there to be a together they have to look at screens Some of you think, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. That's a, that's a demon spirit. They're calling pornography the new drug. And it does the same thing inside your mind that it, that it does with, with drugs. And if you have that problem, I'm not here to mock you, but I'm here to tell you, you can get set free. And you better do something about it. Because it'll eat you up, destroy your life, and rip you off in a way that you can't even imagine. And listen, I've read my Bible. You can claim the name of Jesus all you want to. If you live a fornicating lifestyle, don't tell me you're going to heaven. You ain't going to heaven. I'm going to be right back because I'm not feeling the love right now. Amen, Pastor Daniel. Whoa, drunkards, idolaters, 1 Corinthians 6. Drunkards, idolaters, fornicators will not, as he says to Corinthians, as I've told you before, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, why don't you bump your neighbor and say, he's not talking to me, but this sure is good. Praise God. Warfare prayer. Thank you, Jesus. So whatever sin you see manifesting... You speak to that thing and you break its hold off of your life. You break its hold off of your home. You break its hold off of the, off of the territory. You speak to it. I've laid hands on my own self. I've commanded shame to go. I've laid hands on myself in the name of Jesus. i command shame to be broken and felt like this, boom, and like, ooh. Just felt, felt clean, felt something happen. Some of you need to lay hands on yourself right now. The job of the church as God's ambassadors, please hear me, is to take authority. To take authority. To what? Take authority. You talk to a state trooper. They've gone through all the state trooper training. They've got the badge. They, they, they are, have delegated authority by the state to be a trooper and to force the law. They can put on their lights. They can can break the speed limit any stinking time they want to. You understand, they have authority. But the church doesn't realize that we have authority by the blood. We are his ambassadors. We're ministers of reconciliation. Don't forget who you are. And you use that authority You know, God, one of the things that the Lord is doing is he's causing us to be a church of a reformation. Please hear me. I'm not here to just see everybody pray some sinner's prayer. I I said it this morning. I said it in morning prayer. If we're to believe the reports of some African nations, they've been reached five times the population. Certain African nations have been reached. If you believe all the missionary reports, that whole nations have been saved Five times, and yet the average male has five to six sexual partners. Now, you tell me, there's something seriously wrong with salvation to say that they pray to the sinners' prayer, but they still have five or six sexual. How about just one? In other words, something happened they didn't get discipled they didn't get transformed. they didn't come up and grow up in their salvation. where's the sanctification? where's the maturity? where's the prayer where's the power? It's not there. I'm not here to fill our altars. we're not here and working as diligent and hard as we can to just see people pray some some prayer, some little formula. I mean I'm all for salvation but salvation you then need to move into that's the beginning. That's the beginning. You need to then move in to become all that God said that you could be. So that you would drive sickness and sin out of your house. So that your marriage would be healed. So that your kids would be healed. So that your finances would be healed. So that you could be raised up to be a a voice. One crying out of the wilderness to crooked places be made straight. Every mountain be brought low. That you would be somebody that changes every... Some of you are like a thermometer and not a thermostat. Turn the heat up for the love of God. Take authority over darkness and drive it out of the home. Drive it out of your community. Drive it out of your house. Drive it out of the state. Drive it out of the United States of America. We're in a war. Don't ever forget it. Man, I'm like spitting everywhere. Lift your hands to heaven. Hey, come on. Shout to God. Woo! Woo! Pray over cultural groups in the area. Pray. Break demonic power over various institutions. This Sunday, we have Candidate Sunday. Why would you have Candidate Sunday? Why do you think we'd have candidates Sunday? Yeah. Because we want to honor them. We want to acknowledge and thank them for putting their name. You know, it's not easy to put your name up and to go for, to serve. You know, all kinds of people throw stuff at you. Facebook, bombs everywhere. People criticizing you, digging into your life. We have a time like that on Sunday morning to honor these candidates. And also, what some of you don't understand is the influence of our church has grown. Significantly, why is that just because we're preaching gospel? The kingdom grows and the increase thing it'll increase and increase. Come on, the government will be upon his shoulders. Can you say, man? Listen, if you if we would vote, the way that we vote will make a difference. So they want to come, they want your vote. Are they gonna allow to speak? No, they're not allowed to speak, they're not gonna be preaching. I'm preaching, but there will allow them to pass their stuff on. Ask him questions, ask him, How are you with abortion? I'd like to know where your stance is on. on on same sex, go ahead and ask them. And, and listen to what they say. What's your voting record like? And so on and so forth. I'm so grateful for Mayor Edna and Noel. God bless you. We have to break demonic power off of education, off of politics, off the arts. Turn to Isaiah chapter 43. in the harvest in James 5 the harvesters but if you look at that as a way of crying out for souls and, and you say well that's out of context not really not really if you see the blood of Jesus as the basis for salvation then his blood follow this James 5 some of you think I pulled it out of context because that's talking about rich oppressors now, okay yeah I understand it's talking about rich oppressors but let me look at it this way that his blood was shed and it's a crime That not everybody should be saved when the shed blood of Jesus made made payment for you. And that's a crime. And so the harvesters cry out for justice. Lord, save the roots. Save the lost. Oh, God, save the lost. All of you are here because somebody prayed for you. Someone prayed for you. Isaiah 43 and 5. Do not be afraid. This This is a main scripture for us in praying for souls. Do not be afraid. There's that fear word again. For I am with you. I will bring... I will bring your children from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. That's an authoritative warfare word. got keys on you? Who's got keys? Give me your keys. Okay. Let's try that again. Give me your keys. I want your keys. I want them. Please give me your keys. Okay. He's obeying me. Thank you. You want to ask for him back? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. let's try that again come on don't say it again thank you can I have your keys sure I don't know that he wants it did you miss that let's pray for minister Micah right now <laughs> how am I gonna know if he wants it how did he know that I wanted the key did you get them you got keys Have them, please. Oh, that's cute. Yes, you may. How am I going to know if he wants, if I, how does he know that I'm going to ask for the key? If I don't ask for the keys, how can I get them? See, some of you are like, I just asked him for keys, but he didn't hear me. All right. Don't be afraid, for I'm with you. I will gather your children from the east. I will gather them from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. I want you to say that over your family. Give them up. Say it again. Give them. Say it like you mean it, for God's sake. One, two, three, go. Oh, it sounded like you meant it right there. Give me my stuff back. Every wasted year. Everything that the locusts have taken I call everything that was ever stolen Back in Jesus' name Complete redemption Complete healing When's the last time you prayed like that? When's the last time you got You got some unction And spoke to that thing that's binding you Spoke to that thing that's afflicting you Spoke to that problem Speak to the mountain To the mountain Speak to the mountain When's the last time you did it? it's not like that I, better change sweetheart some of you know how to yell at your husband some of you know how to yell at your wife oh no but then you are come to prayer you like there's a place for that I don't mean to mock that but in warfare prayer and authoritative prayer it ain't all cute like that Say to the north. Say to the north. Not think to the north, not meditate to the north. Say to the north. Come on, life and death are in the power of your tongue. Say to the north, give them up. And to the south, don't hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Come on, somebody say hallelujah say a better hallelujah clap to god thank you give them up give up my family give up give them up come on come on pray pray right now give them up give up my family give up my brother give up my sister give up my auntie give up my uncle every single person of my mother's bloodline every cousin every single one give them up on my father's side every single one give them up give them up give them up i command you in the name of jesus give I command you in the name of Jesus, give them, try to get a little bit louder, I command you in the name of Jesus, give them, say it again, I command you in the name of Jesus, give them up. Now clap and shout to God. For blind eyes to be open, you may be seated. Pray for blind eyes to be open. The God of this age blinds people, but then there's spiritual blindness and physical blindness. Pray for blind blind eyes to be open. Pray for hearts to be softened, Hebrews 3, 15. Pray for doors for the gospel to take place, to open. Doors for the gospel to open in Anchorage, in Jesus' name. Open the door in Anchorage, so we could go and have some meetings there. Give us a place. In Jesus' name, even Friday according to your plan and will. Pray for boldness. You'll never enter into the gifts of the Spirit if you don't have boldness. You'll never, you listen, you'll, your, your effect will be limited if you don't have boldness. Requires boldness. They prayed for being bold, Acts 4. My, my, my. Pray for signs and wonders and you might as well put on there miracles, signs, Wonders and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. I was walking onto our property today to drop off a check for payment. Drop off $1.588 million. It's just, a we got a ways to go, but there was a, a, you know, I think it's the biggest check I've forever personally delivered. I know maybe not you, but I mean, I was encouraged to be able to do that. And as I walked on see everything that's taken place, wow, I just felt like a heaviness in my heart. And I know it was part of the grief of my dog. You can laugh if you want to, man, but it's just real. And as I walked on, I said this swirl of, I've got so, does anybody else have this unending, super extra long list of stuff? I mean it's like movie credits for god's sake. They just they just it's just never ending. Yeah. And then yard work and wood and whatever else you got to put up and your salmon and your berries and and for me I got honey and and on, and on and on and on. That's just personal stuff then all the church stuff and all the we've got meetings and that it's awesome but there's times when I'm just be like oh I want to go away. I know I'm probably the only one in here be like, my camper, where's my camper? My camper, my camper, where's my truck? Let me load my camper and it's, everything's gonna be okay. Everything, and just get away. That's not how that works. You can try to run. If you try to run, you have to confront things. Listen, some of you aren't willing to confront things. You're not willing. Well, if you don't confront things, you'll have the devil running your life. So you you choose whether you wanna confront things. I don't like confronting. Well, Better get some gumption, not sure what that is, but I heard that a long time ago. Better get some backbone and confront things because if you don't confront it, then the enemy will just run roughshod over you. Signs, wonders, miracles. So while I prayed, walking on the property, my FaceTime rings and it's Dr. Rodney Howard Brown who doesn't FaceTime me ever. We talk, we text mostly. And I know some of you are friends with him, maybe you guys FaceTime all the time, but he fa- you know, FaceTimed me and just got so encouraged. He's like, oh, let it rip. <laughs> he just encouraged me. He's praying for us. He's praying for Anchorage, he's praying for, praying for us. Just got encouraged, just a timely phone call. I said, oh, man, you're calling me right on cue. He said, oh, I felt the Lord tell me to call you. That's a sign and a wonder. I appreciate stuff like that. How many of you appreciate people that hear God's voice and respond? You know what i found? When the Lord brings someone's mind, bring, when I, someone's name comes to mind, it is the Lord. But did you hear that? So have, have, uh, here, let's just do this for a second. If you have the freedom to pray in the spirit, go right ahead for a moment. Ready, set, go. Okay, stop. Think, think of someone's name. That's God. How do you know that? It just is. It's just a ninety-five percent chance that it's the Lord putting you and them on your heart. Why don't you call them after service? So many people don't see signs, wonders, and miracles because they don't respond to the urging, the leading of the Holy Spirit. We used to write names out on on whiteboards. And I I would encourage you to write names out. Do that. Can you say amen? Pray for laborers in the harvest. John 10. Pray ye, Lord of the harvest. The thrust forth. The Greek word is ekbalo. Ah, I've got to hurry. Ekbalo. Thrust forth laborers. It's a very violent word. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would eject. Kick them out. the only Jesus some people will ever see. Pray for labors. Write names out seven. All right. E, be led by the Holy Spirit. You've got to allow God to lead you. That's my prayer every single day. You know, I got up for, I woke up, I wake up without an alarm morning prayer, but I was going to pull the pastor card today And just say, you know what, Mal, my dog died. I'm really tired, and and I'll do that when I need to. I'm lying there. I turned, and then my alarm went off. Turned that off. Karen's all, you going to prayer? I forget what she said. uh, It's like, no, I'm I'm not going today. I'm gonna get some rest. She's okay. Praise the Lord. Said, yeah, praise the Lord. And I lie down. I'm like, I start seeing prayer. I'm like, oh, what time is it? I look again. I need some rest. No. You need to go to prayer. And I'm trying to go back to sleep. I might have dozed off for a second. Then I had like a dream of prayer. I'm like, okay, okay. And then I wake up. I'm like, what time is it? Is it too late yet? You know, if it was too late, then you're off the hook, right? So I'm like, oh, it's not too late. I start seeing prayer again realize i ain't staying in bed you can sleep when you're dead get up get up leaders lead come on say that leaders lead it's inconvenient at times man we had a morning time of prayer don't you miss tomorrow morning Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. The Spirit was telling me, I want to do something in prayer. It would have been great if I wasn't here, but something unique happened because I was. I just believed that God was carrying something. God spoke to me, James 5.4. He didn't speak to somebody else, James 5.4. And I found this. And listen to all of you business owners and all of you heads of your household and all of you pastors. You listen to me right now. You carry a weight and a responsibility that no one else can carry. I carry something that only I can carry. I've been designed to carry it. I'm not designed to carry somebody else's burden, although we're supposed to bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. And I'm so thankful for people that help me to do that. But my shoulders are made to be in this yoke, to be in this fight. My, I am designed to do what I'm doing. I am absolutely designed. And if you'll, if you'll put your hand to it and begin to pray, and begin to war. You will see things change. You, I command you to finish your classes. Did you hear me? You're going to finish, them. and watch what happens when you do. There's going to be a breaking out of anointing and power. There's certain things that the enemy designed because of your your way that you honor, because but because of the way that you are. You've wanted other things to sort of take place first, but the Lord says, "Time's up." You're moving now, and as you move, I'll move the rest of the, them that, that I've called that have hesitated. That's a stinking great word. That's a great word. Release finances for him to finish his classes in Jesus' name. Release finances now. Release it to them now. Release it to him now. If God speaks to you to help them in their finances, and you be a, you be obedient. You bless them. did you hear me? All right. And then you use that for you use it. Have the fear of God about that. You don't buy no dog food now. I know you wouldn't. You're an honorable honorable man. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Raise your voice in one accord. Everybody say, raise your voice. voice. This is a powerful word. Would you raise your voice? I'm almost done. This is my, my first closing. Come on, raise your voice. Hallelujah. Just a few more moments and we're done tonight. Raise your voice. Come on, raise your voice. Come on, pray. God, move in power in America. Move in power in America. Move in power in America. God, pour out your spirit on America. Come on, pray for our nation. Pour out your spirit on Anchorage. Pour out your spirit in Anchorage. Open a door in Anchorage. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit on your sons and daughters, God. Lord, bring our sons from afar and our daughters from the ends of the earth. We say to the north, give them a... Jesus we speak to every dead thing that needs to come back to life Lazarus rise in Jesus name come on some of you speak speak to that job speak to that dream that dream that God gave you that dream that God gave you You speak to it and and command it to come back to life in Jesus name release your power right now one accord that doesn't happen in churches too often it happens rarely here Because people are so consumed by their Snapchat and their Instagram and their tweaking, twittering and whatever else they're doing. Raise your voice in one accord. one accord. One accord is a unity. It's a violent unity. All right, I'm almost done. Warning. Everybody say warning. Don't pray like that all the time. It's a, it's a, it's a weapon in your arsenal. I've known people that have just wound themselves up into like spiritual warfare frenzy all the time. That is not, listen, you got to have sweet times of his presence where you just worship and, and let the wind of God blow across the tablets of your heart. You've got to have times where you're quiet and listening to him and talking. But, but, but for God's sake, don't miss a warfare prayer either. If you're all about warfare, you, you can't be all about warfare. That's, it's just like, come on. Do you, do you understand? Special uh, spiritual warfare prayer could distort one's prayer life, becoming more demon conscious than God conscious. Listen, if, you're, if you get obsessed with taking authority over demons, you might actually be being manipulated by one. I heard somebody say to me, The reason I'm so mean is because I do spiritual warfare all the time. Well, sweetheart, you should stop doing that because you, when you do that face, it's ugly, too. You know, the first commandment <laughs> don't do that. That's your face is ugly right now. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Don't be offended. All right. Times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. But this is not taught. It's just not taught anymore. I don't know why it's not taught. We just sort of try to move on. to Love of God. Love of God. Yes, yeah, the love of God to, to take authority over death. It's the love of God to rebuke things and take authority over pornography it's the love of God to take authority to to, to speak to mountains it's the love of God authority listen Jesus made a whip you want to talk about the love of God Jesus made a whip and he flipped over money changing tables and he just can you imagine my house is a house of prayer that's what he said not a den of robbers a den of thieves they were ripping God's people off my house is a house of prayer my 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 could have talked about the blood of jesus and the power of his name i mean this is really like a series i think i just started the series you don't you don't know if you started the series no man i was glad i tied my shoes tonight i don't know where (laughs) come on lift your hands stand up on your feet all across this place I want to say this one more time God spoke to you to do something for this couple and then you obey all right that's good soil they're stretched in many ways lots of kids you remember that remember being a young family all right you get your classes I commanded you I didn't ask you I told you to do it you're my spiritual son at times you second guess yourself it's over something happened and shifted over these past few days you've felt it you've sensed it it's shifted and I acknowledge that I'm really proud of you you're a great man of God you're a great woman of God God bless you come on won't you just pray in the spirit for a few moments if you have that freedom if you don't ask God to fill you Oh, I love, I love my prayer language because when I don't know how to pray, which is frequently, I just pray in the spirit. God's spirit praying through me, the perfect will of God. Oh, oh. doesn't need to be trans, doesn't need to be interpreted when it's corporately like this. If a voice rises louder than others and you can distinctly hear that tongue louder than others, that would need to be interpreted. Otherwise it would be out of order, but that's not this. Go ahead, just pray. Now, if you lift your voice and start getting loud, That'd be okay, but that'd be a message in tongues that it needs to be interpreted, all right? And you better make sure it's from God, too, amen, because we'll discern and weigh all of that. Amen. Come on, ready, Pray in the Spirit. Set, ready, set, go. place, Malachi 1 and 11. Incense will arise from every place. We'll get that right. Malachi 1. From the rising of the sun to its going down. The name of the Lord shall be made great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name. And a pure offering for my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Incense in the book of Revelation is prayer. The bowl of incense that gets filled with the prayers of the saints. I'm telling you, those prayers, those bowls are being filled from the great north land. There is an outpouring taking place. There is a great awakening happening in this land. There is a great awakening. He is bringing his sons from afar and his daughters from the ends of the earth. He has spoken to the north and we echo that and we decree it. We proclaim a great outpouring, a great reformation, a great revival, God, in America. Lord, you're the only hope for our nation. You're the hope of the nations. And we ask you, God, put a fresh mantle of power and authority for prayer. Come on now, pray in the Spirit once again. Put a fresh mantle of prayer upon us, upon the body of Christ. Praise temple in Jesus' name. Do it. Mark people. They get out of bed instead of sleeping. Mark them. Mark us. Mark us. Incense. Bring forth the redemptive plan from Alaska, from America. Your redemptive plan and no other plan to succeed. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Man, I'm served. Let's get stirred up tonight, that's why we do this come on, we can change the world we can change the world from Alaska, believe it believe it, your prayers are changing things don't give up, come on don't be weary and well doing for in due time you'll see a harvest, a harvest of souls, a harvest of righteousness a harvest of blessing oh, thank you thank you Lord, alright hallelujah, every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus tonight you want to repent of your sin. Some of you need to recommit your life. You, you lived for Jesus a, a time ago, but now you know you've had compromise and you're coming home tonight. Or perhaps you've never given your heart to Jesus. All across this place, those online, those at 1610 a.m. in the parking lot, you say, that's me. I want to get right with Jesus for the first time. Or you say, that's me. I want to, I want to give my life to Jesus afresh and anew. It's not been my first love, but I'm coming home tonight. You say, that's me, Pastor. Wonderful. Would you raise your hand if that's you? Give your heart to Jesus for the first time. Or give your life back to God because you drifted. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty, son. Thank you. God bless you all the way in the back. God bless you online in the parking lot. Would you pray this prayer right out loud? Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Wash me, cleanse me, and make me new. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life and help me to fulfill the purpose that you've placed me in the earth. I will follow you all the days of my life. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on dead religion. And I ask you to fill me now and use me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Lift your hands as a universal sign of surrender to God. Holy spirit <laughs> Let him fill you Come on a moment longer Tell him how much you love him Tell him how much you need this land. Awaken prayer warriors. Awaken the body of Christ from slumber. Raise up a mighty army of prayer right here in this place to push back darkness, to see Lazarus to come forth, to see the blind, the blind see, the broken hearted heal, to see the deaf, to hear Wonders and miracles. Awaken your bride that she would shake herself from lethargy. Awaken your bride. Awaken your bride. She be cleansed, She's stepping away from the things that bind from time and tradition and moving into the purposes of heaven. Praying your word, speaking to mountains. We take a posture and a position of our God-given, blood-bought authority. Opioid crisis end. Suicide end. Let an awakening an outpouring we prophesy outpouring over Alaska over Anchorage would you deal with this this precious man to who you love would you deal with him Lord well that's a good prayer <laughs> I feel that point your hands towards Anchorage right now in Jesus name would you intervene I know there's perhaps legitimate concern but not fear I pray in Jesus' name, cause fear to be broken. We cannot have the largest city in the state closed. I pray it opens in Jesus' name according to your plan and will. Work it for good. Bless that mayor. Bless our governor. Bless the state. Kayala. Keala. Do you have that? Did you cue that up for me? Sent you an email. You got it? I want it right now. I totally forgot till right now. Holy Ghost is good. We'll close in just a moment. I want you. I want you to see this. Hear this. This is Perry Stone prophesying over us. I want you. To I want
1: everybody, if you will, to put your stretch your hands this way. Just kind of hold them up. Turn the light. And I want you. this is what I want you to do. Please. I want you to come into agreement with me in prayer now huh, father I ask you to put a hedge around the, both the couple and individually him
0: that's my bold head for the record
1: a barrier and a hedge and hedge him in that no arrow no dagger no sword no words and no crazy people will be able to penetrate the protection around them to create uh, frustration or aggravation or discord or weakness or whatever it might be lord i sense a heart to really reach people and see people touched Ma would be man message kumä Uh, oh god do something in this town and within a 90 mile radius that is so powerful and exciting that people cannot resist coming into the house of god they cannot resist hearing the word of the lord they cannot resist the power and the wisdom of God. Oh God I thank you for this man. I thank you that the Holy Ghost put me on an assignment to come here on this Friday night. You have us do different things at different times God but this is something very special. and I feel it in my spirit and I'm asking you because I do know in the spirit that it does take much finance to complete great assignments and great walls and great facilities for the kingdom so I'm asking you to supernaturally bless the people. Let them find gold mines in their yard. Let them find what oil. Let them find gas. Let them find all the stuff that they need in their own yard. Their property. Sells. Things will sell that haven't sold before. Oh, that's for somebody here property that's been trying to sell for a long time and you've already told god somebody here's told god god if you'll help me sell this i'm gonna bless the church where the lord says it's done yes. for somebody that's been wanting to do it it's you're gonna get it you're gonna get a phone call in the next 30 days oh hallelujah because god says i'm ready to bless the people who are ready to be a blessing yes. i'm ready to bless the people who are ready to be a blessing
0: Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Did you get something tonight? Are you encouraged? Are you fired up tonight? Come on, God's doing amazing things and he's using you and me. He uses the likes of us. Father, thank you for what you've done. Now, I've got pastors and ministers here if you'd come. If you need healing, you need a word, you need a breakthrough, I'm going to close because it's 904 and you're going to go get your children before I have frustrated people back there amen you go get those kids if you want prayer you can come up as healing breakthrough available for you in the altars and minister heidi if you just keep flowing let me close formally father thank you for what you've done bless your people cause your face to shine upon us lift up your countenance towards us be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace and use us oh god to pray your prayers and see the great alaska outpouring, expand even to a nationwide outpouring. Do it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you in morning prayer. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.